Hi everyone, my name is Natasha from Love's Cure Ministries. Thank you for joining me for another video. Today, um, we will be going over Psalm 25. It's entitled, A Plea for Deliverance and Forgiveness. It's a Psalm of David. Um, and we will also be doing a brief prayer in regards to correction and guidance when it comes to persecution when it comes to affliction. Today, in our modern day, with everything that's going on in the world, it seems as though this is something that the world is experiencing for the first time. Persecutions, afflictions, hardships, trials and tribulations. But just as the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9, there is nothing new under the sun. What was, will be. And we can see that from Genesis to Revelation, there has been a common theme of correction. Truly, it's a love story overall. But we have seen that there has been a bout of correction and um, a deliverance from the ignorance of holding on to the wicked things of this world, holding on to traditions of men, holding on to our own minds and our own understandings. And even in God's word, in his way, we learn of his way. And sometimes we can corrupt that depending on our environment or the afflictions that we face, or even if things are going really well. It is truly a war of the mind when you think about um, how the flesh is warring with the spirit and how that fleshly influence can dictate um, the way that we go or the way that we think when we are faced with attack. And so we've seen time and time again that Israel has gone through many afflictions and the Lord has delivered Israel out of them all. And we, the children of God, the spiritual Israel, we too are a mirror image of what we've seen through this common theme of the Bible. And so it's amazing how when you think about it, when you think about the disciples when they were faced with afflictions, when you think about how Paul uh, must have been writing the scrolls and how he, you know, would just in written form vocalize the afflictions that he faced and the treatment that he faced. He was literally beaten and dragged and left for dead um, when he went on um, the mission of spreading the word to places like Antioch and Iconium and uh I believe it was Lystra as well. Um, there were three cities that he that he visited. Um, but nevertheless, my point is this. We have to go back to that time that is a foreshadowing of the things to come to look at how did uh, the followers in the ancient times, what is it that they did in the midst of their afflictions? How did they handle these afflictions? And obviously our greatest example, our Messiah is 
the best example because even in the word we see in the Psalms, the prophecy in um, Psalm 22 entitled the suffering praise and posterity of the Messiah, where even in the hardest affliction, we see his character, we see his decorum, we see his posture and humility to bear the burden of that affliction and to drink of that cup that he was handed so that we can have an opportunity to have eternal life, to have the redemption of sins, the atonement of sins and to be redeemed. And so, um, we have to take note, you know, we have to take note and we have to be aware of the foreshadowing before us. Again, nothing is new under the sun. And if we try in our own minds to fix whatever it is that's gone wrong in our lives, whatever it is that maybe we're trying to make sense of, we can very much be found to be corrupted in our own minds. We could be found to go a different way because we're dealing with feelings and our feelings cannot be trusted according to the word. We can't trust our feelings. Surely we have them. We're human. We're going to have these feelings. But if we, if we feed into them so much that we get away from the word of the Lord, then we can be found in a very dark place or we can be found into a place of replacing the real joy, the real peace, and go about our own way. And then in going about our own way, we end up drawing far away from God as opposed to drawing near to him that he may draw near to us. So when we look at instances of um, the trials and tribulations that Messiah endured and how he handled these trials and tribulations, how he handled the persecutions and afflictions, when we look at the disciples and how they praised the Lord. They sang psalms unto the Lord. They um, rejoiced and they prayed. They got together in one mind of one accord and they gave reverence to the Lord in the midst of the persecutions and afflictions. We can take a great lesson from these instances, from these fellow followers, and of course, from our great example, our Messiah, the eternal high priest. And so, you know, it's very difficult because in the midst of persecution, in the midst of affliction, it's very easy because um, of feelings, emotions, you know, that arise in going through those afflictions, going through those persecutions, going through that hardship, enduring that suffering, and yet seeing the wicked maybe not have the same reward, which would be justified, right? And so this is where it can be corrupted because we can end up relying on our own minds to make sense of why things are the way they are and why things happen the way they do and why it is that God's people are suffering the way, the way that they are suffering. And meanwhile, it seems as if the wicked are not even affected. The Bible says that the wicked have a reward just like we, you know, if we do the good work of faith and we are obedient to the Lord, we love him and we abide in him and we follow his way. We follow Yeshua HaMashiach repenting that we may be reconciled through Christ. Um, 
that we may dwell with the Father, we have to recognize that we can very well and very easily be corrupted if we rely on the emotions, if we solely just feed into that. It's so easy for um, people to get caught up in the emotions, get caught up in our feelings, because even in those times, even in those environments around people, places, and things, if you're afflicted and not understanding why it is that the wicked is not receiving that just reward for their actions. And yet it seems that you're being afflicted. You're being held down. You're not able to overcome or see that victory. It became, it, it becomes very discouraging. It can become very confusing if we rely on our own mind and our emotions, our feelings about the situation to cloud us so much that we don't rely on the word because the word, God's word is prophetic. God's word is everlasting and God's word holds true. Let every man be a liar and let God be true. These are the words of Messiah. And so well, let me say this. These are the this is God's word. Okay? Let every man be a liar and God be true. This is his word and his word reigns supreme. And so my point is this. We have to remember that we can't get so sidetracked and so caught up in our feelings and emotions that we forget the word of the Lord, that we forget the promises, that we forget that, yes, God is angry with the wicked every single day. Yes, they are going to receive a, a reward, but this is how merciful God is. This is how gracious God is, that he allows grace to fall upon the just and the unjust. There are those who have been handed over to the, their own mind, the Bible says, because they reject the truth. They reject truth. And therefore, they're handed over to their own minds. They are given over to a strong delusion that they may believe a lie. And in believing the lie, they slowly but surely fall away from the Lord so much that they fall into their own demise. And so we may see even a even in our many afflictions and persecutions that are done by the wicked, we may not see the fullness of that reward, but maybe it's not for us to see that because we are not here to get vengeance on anyone. We are not here to seek our own justice. We have a righteous judge who is here on our behalf to fight for us. Nevertheless, let us not re let us not re uh, excuse me let us remember let us not forget that yeshua hamashiach is coming back and he's coming back very soon and the lord kept replaying these words into my mind a little while and yet a little while and as i was reading scripture this morning i read from the book of john and and the lord brought me to the passage where he was referencing that verse again and in talking about how he would be returning. And I remembered that promise. And I, I thought about how it is that God always knows just the perfect thing to say. 
to allow us to remember. Allow us to remember his promises. Allow us to remember that even in this time when we're broken, afflicted, um, persecuted, mocked, scoffed, beaten emotionally, some are beaten physically. Um, you know, you look all over the world and you see how people are being, um, you know, killed for their faith. I mean, there's so many things happening to believers all over the world and it's been going on for many, many, many years. You know, us here in the States, we may just be starting to see certain types of afflictions now, but it's nothing new to many parts of the world. And so maybe we don't always understand why it is that we're afflicted and those who are wicked, those who actually deserve the the lashing, if you will, seem to be going through life and nothing, you know, is holding them back, holding them down, persecuting them to the point where they're just um, not able to recover, if you will, or, you know, just persecuted or afflicted to the point where it gets their attention enough to, to turn to the Lord. And I think about passages like uh, in the Old Testament where Pharaoh's heart was hardened and the Lord could have softened his heart. The Lord could have revealed himself to Pharaoh in such a way that Pharaoh would have had the opportunity to turn to God you know, but God knows the hearts of men. He knows who would genuinely turn to him and those who just want to say that they're turning to him, but they don't love his ways. They don't embrace his heritage. They want to make their own form of uh, law for their life. And they want to pull and draw from the law of the spirit and then twist it at times. And so we see that it's not an uncommon thing for the Lord to make the decision to hand someone over to their own mind because of their heart. And this is why we have to look in the midst of persecution and affliction, especially now, especially now with the additional hardship that people are facing all over the world. And some are standing up to fight for their rights. But those who believe in God, Yes, we have a nature to fight for our rights as well, but we also recognize that supernaturally we have to come together in one accord of one mind and we have to pray. That's how we fight our battles is to pray to the Lord because we know that the Lord's hand, when the Lord's hand is in the midst, no one can open the door that God has closed and no one can close the door that God has opened. And God is faithful. He's gracious. He's merciful. And so maybe it's time for us to reflect, even in our persecution and affliction, which is very difficult to do. Maybe it's time for us to take a, a lesson from the Lord, a lesson from his faithful followers who had the teachings of Messiah first Hand face to face and see the reactions and see how they handled things and see how they uh, relied on the word of the Lord for that correction through his spirit that they won't be found to be um, a hypocrite or an offense to God or an abomination to God that they would not be provoked so much they would be um, they would be provoked to anger and therefore in that anger sin 
You know, we have to really in those moments of hardship, even when we fall, we have to just gird up our loins and bounce back spiritually by just tugging on the Lord, just really pressing into the Lord and praying that he will keep us, that he will give us a, a sound mind and peace in our mind and joy in our hearts and just rest assured on the promises of God that he sees everything, even in the secret place, he sees everything. And therefore, maybe we can find some peace and 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 in Messiah have that reason to rejoice because we know that his promises, his blessings are still in the midst. Maybe there's a lesson for us to learn in the midst of persecution and affliction. Maybe in going through that persecution and affliction and maybe in falling, we are learning that when we fall, that's not the time to just hide from God and just to feel so defeated that we've disappointed him so much that we just turn away from him. Maybe it's a lesson that we need to press into him and rejoice and say, you know what, even if we fall, we know that the Bible says a righteous man will fall seven times. That's our opportunity to recognize um, by the revelation through the Holy Spirit that, you know what, this is a moment where we recognize our weaknesses, recognize our downfalls, recognize the triggers that may hurt us or things that may come against us to persecute us and afflict us. Let us recognize those things and give it to the Lord. Cast our cares and burdens upon the Lord. Bring it to his throne of grace and pray for forgiveness and in humility that God will have mercy on us and show us the right way. Show us how to be stronger that when we're faced with affliction and persecution again, we can handle it much better than we did the time before. So let us rest assured that it's not the end of the world, so to speak, you know, spiritually when these things come against us and we may fall or we may feel like we failed in our reaction or in how we've handled the situation, how we've allowed it to affect us. Let us use that as a stepping stone to learn from our great cornerstone of how to live, knowing that God is a good good father our messiah is a wonderfully amazing king that sympathizes with us he sympathizes with us he walked this earth and he endured he endured more than anyone could and he has overcome it like no one ever could so before i go on any longer let me read from Psalm 25, a plea for deliverance and forgiveness, and then we'll close out with a prayer. It says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths, lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me, for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in the way. The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. All the paths of the Lord 
and mercy and truth. Excuse me. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Who is the man that fears the Lord? He, him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity, and his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn yourself to me and have mercy on me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart have enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Look on my affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. Consider my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. Keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in you. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all their troubles. I apologize for any background noise. We have to remember that the enemy is lurking. The devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And the enemy will try to capitalize on our weaknesses and sometimes work through people to even attack attack us. Sometimes the enemy will target those weaknesses in uh, persecutions and trials and tribulations and will play on the triggers that may uh, provoke us to either anger or sadness or defeat. And sometimes maybe we may feel like just giving up and just washing our hands and throwing our hands up and just not wanting to just fight anymore, not wanting to endure anymore. Nevertheless, we can't roll over. We can't just succumb to the persecutions. We have to stand up. We have to remember the blessings of God. We have to remember that God has, through time, revealed to us that he has always been with us. Every step of the way he has been with us. And so that is something to rejoice over. That is something that we can't afford to turn our back on. We have to look at the fact that when we're doing the good work of faith, when we're doing the work of ministry, when we are being a benefit to the kingdom, when we are going forth to share the word of God, when we are obeying his commands, when we are loving him through obedience, when we are fellowship fellowshipping with the saints and when we are meeting with God in the appointed times during his appointed feasts and we are just so thankful for Messiah and all that he has done when we are following Messiah wholeheartedly we have to remember that the enemy is not going to go and mess with the wicked we have to remember that the enemy is going to come and mess with us and try to get us off of our game and get us off of focusing on the things that God has for us to do and get us off of the focus of what God's word said God God's word says and 
all of the many times that he has delivered his people, all of the many warnings, all of the many corrections. So we cannot afford to forget these things. But even in the midst of those times where it's so trying that you do just throw up your hands, I want you to be encouraged that God has not forsaken you. He has not left you. He loves you because you are truly his child. You who obey his commands, you who do not compromise his word, you who walk the path of righteousness, you who follow Messiah down that narrow path, he has not forgotten you. And God has already given you giving you a a measure of grace giving you a measure of of love that abounds very much even in the midst of those trials and tribulations and hardships our messiah sympathizes with us he sympathizes with us he knows the offenses of this world god's word says that he is angry with the wicked he has something laid up for this world that causes his children to to fall to fail during their day but nevertheless the lord will lift you up he will deliver you you have the ability to call on daddy god you pray for forgiveness and humility and you come with sincerity and genuineness and you pray a prayer that is a sweet-smelling aroma upon his nostrils. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. He knows. He knows that it's a reaction to attack, to persecution, to things that are sometimes purposely or maliciously done. Sometimes it's out of ignorance. Nevertheless, the Lord knows that his people, his children who love him so much, aren't purposely, maliciously trying to offend, trying to attack, trying to persecute. In fact, we are standing against those things. We are standing for righteousness now. Maybe it was different when you were out in the world, but now that you are being persecuted, you're not being persecuted for yourself. You're being persecuted for Christ's name's sake because he is with you. And now all of these persecutions that may be done, all of these attacks that may come against you, it may seem personal, but you have to understand that it is for the sake of Christ that you are now in this time being attacked because you are choosing to live for God. You have chosen to lay down your life, to pick up your cross and to follow Yeshua HaMashiach. You have chosen to give up the things of this world. So you have become a prime target. But I want you to be encouraged that just how we've gone over Psalm 25, just as we have read the plea for deliverance and forgiveness. It is a measure of grace through faith that the Holy Spirit, according to God's will and word, in the name of Yeshua Mashiach, it is through the Holy Spirit that you even have an awareness of righteousness and unrighteousness, an awareness of correction, an awareness of right or wrong in your ways or even the ways of others. We have to discern the spirits, of course. But it is through the Holy Spirit, according to, according to God's will and word, that you even realize that maybe your reaction, even in the midst of persecution, even in the midst of attacks, and even in how you dwell on these things or how you 
um, come back from these things. All of this awareness, all of this pointing back to righteousness that at the end of the day, you have to come back to the throne of grace. And even in that moment, even if you have sinned, you have to lay it all down, cast your cares and burdens upon the king and be in the midst of humility that you may take upon it, that you may take uh, his yoke upon you, that you may be teachable even still after all of these things. The world causes an effect and it's no surprise that when we are afflicted, we are bearing the aftermath of these offenses. And once we recognize the offenses, when we recognize, sometimes we may not see the big picture. And sometimes it's not for us to understand or know the big picture. Sometimes it's just a measure of faith that we need to have to go forth and just press into the Lord and follow him in faith and trust him that he is going to take care of everything. He will turn our mourning into dancing. He will wipe the tears from our eyes. He will mend the brokenhearted. He will be near the widow. He will be, he will be able to pick up the righteous man who has fallen even seven times. So we have to be like the little children. Be like the little children that the Lord embraced while he was here in flesh as he was a, a great example to us in the earth walking among us. Let us be like those little children that he embraced and blessed and prayed for. And so with that said, I'll close with a prayer. Be encouraged. God has not forsaken you. God loves his people. And just as nothing is new under the sun, we see time and time again the common theme that ancient Israel went through many battles, many forms of correction. And I love how at, at the end of the books, as you read them, as you go through the Bible, you see the great day of the Lord. You see how he's redeemed Israel. You see how he's pulled his people out of all of this affliction and he's brought them back to an even better place, a restored place, a renewed place. God loves us and he has allowed us to have the gracious love and tender mercies of his rod and staff that is a support and a comfort to us, a support, comfort, and a form of correction. And so let us embrace that and let us be as the disciples have been when they were jailed and would rejoice and, and praise God and pray to him. Let us come back. Let us always remember to come back and then to have an awareness that the next time we can recognize the triggers, we can recognize that when persecution or attacks come, that we are to rely on the scripture and pray that we have the mind of Christ in us to be able to handle these situations even better than we did before. So we're in a process of sanctification and we rejoice for the gift of salvation. And now, when we fall, let us pick 
pick up right where we left off in Christ Jesus because the Holy Spirit is the comforter. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. Let us come before the throne of grace and lay down all these cares and burdens there. And let us keep going. Let us not dwell on it. Let us, let us keep going and learn from our experiences and be stronger from it. That even if we fail in one moment doesn't mean that the next moment has to catch us the same way. We can learn from it so we're not going around the mountain for 40 years like the Israelites. Those who were not going to be able to go into the promised land. Let us learn from it that we may continue on that narrow path onto the highway of holiness. So again, with that said, I'll close with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, we come before your throne of grace, my Lord. All those who are willing to take the time, Lord, to have patience in this, in this matter, Lord. May the saints from across the world, whoever may come across this recording and hear this, Lord, may the saints come together in one mind and of one accord to come in the midst of you, Lord, in the midst of your throne of grace to pray in humility, asking forgiveness for all things that we have done, said, felt, knowingly and unknowingly, O oh Lord. May we have correction in our conduct, Lord. May we rejoice in you all the day long, all the day long, for your tender mercies and your gracious love. We pray that we may join the angels to sing you a sweet song, Lord, and we pray that this prayer may be a sweet-smelling aroma upon your nostrils. We pray that your hand will be upon your servants and maidservants tonight, Lord. May your sons and daughters from all over the world, Lord, although there are few, may we draw near to you that you may draw near to us. We pray that you may correct us, cut away each and everything that is not of you. Cut it away from us, Lord. Show us how to live, how to have the conduct of the kingdom that we may be pleasing unto you, Lord. And we thank you for giving us the revelation of your feast and the significance and importance of Messiah in your feast, Lord. We thank you that you have shown us how to honor you, Father, and honor your beloved Son appropriately. We thank you that you have showed us how to love through obedience, have the love of Christ Jesus in you, my God. Be because you are love, Lord. And you have truly taught us the consummation of love through your beloved son, who so graciously came into this world, accepting the oath bestowed upon him to fulfill the order of Melchizedek, which is nothing short of a prophetic word from your lips, Lord, from your lips, gracious Father. O oh, Father of all and creator of all, we pray that you will show us how to Put on the whole armor of you, O oh God, that when we stand in the midst of persecutions and afflictions, Lord, you will show us the triggers and how to be prepared and how to gird up our loins. And we pray that the Holy Spirit may come over us and show us how to conduct ourselves. And even in the midst of that persecution and affliction, Lord, in the midst of any form of attacks, Lord, we pray that you will give us a resilience that can only come from your spirit of truth. 
Lord, we pray for guidance and direction in each and everything. We pray that you will be the focus of everything that we do, Lord. Show us how to be faithful followers in Yeshua Mashiach. Show us how to be an example. Show us how to not cause an offense. Show us how to not be hypocrites, Lord. Show us how to be compassionate and sympathetic of others, for we were just as those who were in the world. And we pray for those who are still in the world, Lord. We pray for those who have an open, willing heart that they may turn to you, that your Holy Spirit will give them a revelation of Messiah, that their eyes and ears will be open to your will, your way, and your word, Lord, that they may cast their cares and, and burdens upon you, Lord, that they may offer up their lives as living sacrifices and pick up their cross and follow Messiah unto you, Father. We pray that you will take away the weaknesses and replace it with the strength of Christ Jesus. Allow Messiah to rest ever so peacefully and joyfully in us, Lord. Find us to be worthy enough to even be vessels of your spirit, my God and King. Allow us to be good examples, Lord. Not that we are good for no man is good, Lord. Only God, only you, O oh God. But I pray that your spirit in us will show that good thing, that good part, that we may be witnesses and found to be witnesses of the testimony of your beloved son who has fulfilled the law and the prophets, Lord. Lord, we don't always get it right. And we thank you for your mercy, for we are ever so needing of your mercy, Lord. We pray that we may be holy as you are holy in that great day, that we are found to be known by you, Lord, that we are found to be pleasing unto you, Lord, going about doing good, not wanting to cause the same afflictions and persecutions that we are met with, Lord. And even in the midst of absorbing those trials and tribulations, Lord, we pray that you will allow your Holy Spirit to bring it back into remembrance, all those things of your word, all those things which are good, Lord, all those blessings, all of the promises of deliverance. You are truly the overcomer. You are truly the one who has redeemed your people, Lord. Father, you dwell in your son and your son dwells in you. Oh, great. Be unified with us also that we may know we are well. Turn not your face from your servants, Lord. Turn not your face from us. Turn not your ear from us, Lord, when we pray. Oh, Lord, pick us up out of, out of that ditch that we have fallen into in the midst of persecution or affliction, Lord, and wash us in high sop from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet, Lord. Renew our minds, Lord. Oh, Lord, show us how to be better the next go-around, the next batch of persecutions and afflictions that we know will come. 
until our great our great king comes to avenge his people and avenge all that is righteous according to your word show us how to be better next time around lord show us how to be strong show us how to have thick skin show us how to rejoice and not mourn show us how to dance lord and not weep show us how to stand boldly and not be afraid give us the words to speak in that due time and season through your holy spirit in jesus name let us not be ashamed to confess the name of yeshua hamashiach the one who has come and was not ashamed to absorb all of the persecution and affliction on our behalf, Lord. To not be ashamed, to not be afraid to endure the cross for our sakes, Lord. That we may be reconciled unto you, Father. And when things get harder, as we know that they will, I pray that you will bring it back into our remembrance how you provided manna twofold for your people on Shabbat. How the disciples praised you even in the midst of prison. How even our great example Messiah drank of the cup that was given to him, Lord, for our sakes. Nothing is new under the sun, Lord, and we thank you that your word is eternal. Your word holds true, your prophetic word, which proves that you are the true and living God, is with us. Your word has been there from the beginning. Your word was there even in the midst of the time when Messiah walked this earth as a great example, the best example. And your word is with us now, even in this time even in the end, Lord. In this last hour, you appointed for your people to live in this time. Let us not succumb to the wiles of the devil and the pestilences and dark darkness and the trickery of the enemy and the triggers and the persecutions and afflictions and trials and tribulations that come against us in this time. Surely it comes just as the labor pains come for a woman bearing a child. But Lord, allow us to keep our eye on the light of Christ that in the end, deliverance will come. And with deliverance comes peace. I give you all the glory, Lord. I honor you, Father, and I honor you, beloved Son. I give you all the praise with the fellow saints of God, with the fellow sons and daughters who are so passionately standing for truth, even in this time, not compromising, standing firm on the cornerstone who has already come and paid the price. You're a good, good Father our Messiah King. It's just wonderfully amazing blessing. The abundance of love more than our hearts and hands can hold. And 
I thank you, Father, for your beloved Son. And I am so grateful that Messiah came into this world for his inheritance, Lord. Thank you, Father. I give you all the glory for all the honor belongs to you. Most Holy One of Israel and Messiah King of Israel, all the honor and glory. I pray just as you have rained down your fullness of joy upon your people, even in the midst of destruction all around us, being surrounded by the spiritually walking dead Lord, we pray that you will raise those who are open and willing, raise them from that, that spirit of death, Lord, and open their eyes that they may see you, the spirit of life. Thank you for your correction, and thank you for loving us enough to chasten us as well, Lord. May you go forth, Lord, and may we faithfully follow. I pray that your grace be multiplied upon your people tonight. And may we have a fullness of joy according to your word. In the name of Yeshua Mashiach, we give you all the glory and honor and praise, Lord, for you are the only one that deserves it. In the name of Yeshua Mashiach, we come together in one mind and of one accord. We pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. I pray that you are blessed by the reading of Psalm 25. God's word is so comforting, so peaceful, so joyful, and so reassuring. I pray that you will stay strong because Christ is our strength. Let us hold fast, for it is a little while, and yet a little while, that we will see our Messiah and rejoice with him in the consummation of love at the wedding feast of the Lamb and sing the sweet song of the Lamb. For he surely deserves every bit of praise. Our God and King deserve every bit of love that we can give. May the mind that was in Christ be in us also. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, bye friends. Thank you.